Live from the farm on Ogden, this is Reset. The North Lawndale community on Chicago's west side has seen some of the city's highest unemployment and poverty rates, and residents there grapple with conditions like diabetes and post-traumatic stress syndrome at rates far exceeding local and national averages. Enter resources like the farm on Ogden. The 20,000-square-foot urban agriculture facility offers healthy foods and good-paying jobs to North Lawndale. Its model proves that community restoration must be holistic to truly take root. Today, Reset is back on the road. We're broadcasting live from the farm on Ogden. I'm here with Angela Mason, who is Associate Vice President of Community Engagement and Senior Director at Windy City Harvest. Thank you for inviting us once again. And we are standing in this beautiful space and making our way through the space to this aquaponics area. I've been hearing so many different sounds, Angie. Break it down for me. What what am I hearing? Well, we're sitting right under the Central Park L-stop, so you'll hear the L. (laughs) It's like clockwork. Every 10 minutes, you'll hear the L go through. Uh, We also have fans that help with ventilation and circulation of air. You can hear water bubbling and gurgling, and that's part of the filtration and circulation of water in the aquaponics system. You'll hear traffic, noise from Ogden Avenue. We're right on Ogden, so you'll hear sirens, you'll hear traffic, you'll hear honking, you'll hear it all. So where are you taking us first? I understand you've got a tour prepared. So right now we're standing in the aquaponics area. And so our aquaponics is the engine that really feeds our facility. This space allows for us to grow lettuce that we can sell in the retail. We can add it to our VeggieRx program. It's really kind of the economic engine behind the facility. I don't think I've ever seen so much lettuce in one space. (laughs) Oh, and there's more coming. (laughs) We are only operating one half of the system right now. We will have the second half of the system online shortly. And at that point, we'll have about 5,000 heads of lettuce a week that we'll be harvesting. You know, we're always looking at economic sustainability and environmental sustainability. Two things that we did in this space that address both of those things are radiant floor heating, which you can feel on your feet, and the LED lights. We did that, one, because the space glows purple at night. It's really incredible to see. And two, we have about 50,000 gallons of water circulating. If we can keep that 50,000 gallons of water at 70 degrees, that keeps the ambient air temperature at a temperature that the lettuce is comfortable with. We have to stay above roughly 60 degrees in order to keep the microbial balance correct so that we're able to convert the nutrients that the fish produce to nutrients that the plants can take up. So right now we're walking past the lettuce beds. We have a combination of romaine and butter lettuce right now. And then as you walk up this way, you can really hear the water circulating through now. So this is part of our filtration system. Here on your left, we have the filtration that breaks down and filters out the big particulate matter. It then goes through this tube here from the big tank into our gravel beds. The gravel beds provide a little bit more filtration and filter out even a little more of the particulate matter. There are worms in the rock beds that even help break it down more. 
searching for worms as we walk. (laughs) They're down at the bottom. (laughs) As you walk up this way, you can see our tilapia. Fish! Yeah, our fish are what power this system. So the way aquaponics works is we feed the fish, the fish produce waste. That waste is then broken down into nutrients that the plants can take up. The plants take up those nutrients and filter back the water. And when the water returns to the fish tanks, it's clean. And so it's this closed loop system that really is efficient in water use. About how many fish would you say are inside this tank? Uh, There are about 250 fish in this tank, and we have three tanks total right now for the first half of the system. We have three additional tanks that will have that same number of fish in them in the near future. We have tilapia, and we have a few koi. I think we've turned into a koi rescue operation. (laughs) The reason for the two different fish are koi produce a lot of waste. So the balance of the koi and the tilapia help to power the nutrient load for the plants. Koi also have a really high return on investment. So ah. Yeah. You, not, you maybe not eat koi, but they do look pretty in a pond. They sure do. Look at them. They're swimming so orderly, too. Look at them. <laughs> They're pretty. Yeah. And I think that's the other piece to this is we get a lot of people walking by and you can see the fish from the sidewalk as you walk past the farm on Ogden. We do a lot of field trips so people can see kind of the system in action. And, you know, kids love colorful, pretty fish. So, What kind of response do you get from folks coming by to visit? Oh, Andy will hear people standing outside talking about the fish all the time. During the summer, there's not a day that goes by I don't hear a mom or a dad or a group of kids out there going, look at the fish, look at the fish. And it was brilliance on the part of the Wandale Christian folks because they said, no, the tanks have to be in a window where people can see them. And I thought, oh, this is just crazy. Why? It's not the best environmental spot to put them, but, boy, for the community and for our relationship with the community, this has been brilliant on their part. So we're going to meet some of your friends and colleagues here at the farm on Ogden. So who are we meeting first, Angie? Uh, Now you're going to talk to Andy McGee. He's our aquaponics specialist and can really talk through the nitty-gritty of the aquaponics system. Hi, Andy. Hello. Hello. So, Andy, I mean, you're surely not the only one that's here, right? Who else is here with you? This has been a huge project with dozens of people have worked on it over the last two years to get it to where it is now. Um, We have a number of work programs, uh, especially helping folks that have been incarcerated or people somewhat like myself who were out of the workforce. Uh, I'm 70 years old, and 12 years ago I didn't have a job. And it's a real odd group of people. We'll have college grads and guys like me. And, for instance, all the carpentry for the grow beds was built by guys who had been over in Cook County Jail. And most of those guys didn't know which end of a screwdriver to use. And you've never seen happier people than when we put water in it and it didn't fall down. They were, they were actually hiding. They were backing away. And, and so, then they were like, we did it. And you've never seen people more excited about an accomplishment. It was really cool. And that sort of happens over and over and over. People come through here and they learn skills about aquaponics or hydroponics 
both of which are growing methods that are becoming more and more accepted. But the biggest thing is they learn how to come to job. (laughs) You know, even if they don't like Andy, they learn how to get on a schedule and stick to it. They learn how to follow details that are important because food preparation is all about detail. And so we teach a lot of macro skills, and I think that's probably the most important thing that we do. Yeah. We also have some college programs, and they mix all these folks together. And you. And me, yeah. I, it was a funny revelation a few years ago because I used to think, oh, oh, we're all helping people and everything, and I'm not sure that you can help people until they really want to be helped, and I realized darn Angie Mason helped me too. <laughs> you know, I was a very unhappy person, and, and at uh, 60... I don't know that I would have ever found something like this to do. So that's incredible. Does it over and over. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Thank you guys so much So, Angie, you've got a lot of programs happening here, and one of those, I know, is your youth farm. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, we actually got our start in urban agriculture in 2003 with our Green Youth Farm program up in Lake County. And that was a response to Senator Durbin. We were doing school and neighborhood garden installations, and with our school garden installations, we could say we served 10,000 kids a year. But what that meant was we were going in, putting a garden in, working with a kid a class of children for 20 minutes. They'd put a plant in the ground, and then at the end of the day, we'd say, all right, good luck. That was fun. And if you know anything about the school year and the growing calendar, they don't really work well together. (laughs) You know, you could put the garden in in the spring, rely on volunteers during the summer, and then the kids would come back in the fall, and it didn't always look so great. And so are you really serving 10,000 kids then? So he said, I want to challenge you to do something more meaningful, something that has real impact. So that's when we started the pilot of our youth farm programming, and it has then since evolved into what we have today. And Kate Gannon is here. She's our manager of our youth farm programming. Hi, Kate. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So what are we looking at? So we are looking out at the North Lawndale Youth Farm. This was our second farm site. We built it out in 2005. And the North Lawndale Youth Farm is a partnership with the Lawndale Christian Health Center as well as with NeighborSpace. Um, And on this farm, we employ about 15 high school students a year in spring, summer, and fall employment. And they are really responsible for all aspects of farm maintenance, from planting and seeding, watering and caring for plants, all the way through harvest and preparing for market. So walk me through a typical day then of when you've got your students here and everybody's got all hands on deck, sleeves rolled up. What are they doing? So when everybody gets here, we circle up. um, We do a quick activity just to get everybody moving. So within our student groups, we also have crew leaders Crew leaders are returning students who have a little bit extra responsibility on the farm. So the crew leaders will gather their crew and determine what they want their crew to work on from that task list. And that could be anything from, typically if we're harvesting, everybody's harvesting for the whole workday. 
or if we have a maintenance day that might mean that they are working in the perimeter of the farm weeding and planting flowers um, turning our compost bin is always a challenging task for youth farm students as well as things like weeding and trellising and just keeping the farm clean and tidy is there a particular job on the farm that all the kids try to grab it? <laughs> Everybody loves harvesting. Um, harvesting is where you really get to see the impact of all of your work over the last couple of weeks. And that's really one of the great things about urban agriculture, particularly for youth development, is that there is a pretty quick process of you know planting a seed and being able to really quickly see it germinate and see it grow and then being able to harvest it and seeing it for sale inside here at the farm on Ogden or knowing that it's going into the Veggie RX boxes that you see going out every week. That's always really exciting and rewarding for everybody on the team. What's it like for you personally to have such a hand in changing these kids' lives? I adore working with Youth Farm. This is hands down the greatest job. And we know that not all of our youth farm students are going to become farmers. Obviously, we wish that they would, um, but that's not everybody's path. But it's really incredible just to see a group of students grow and change and work together over the course of a season. One question I got to ask you, Angie, I'm looking at outside. It's a beautiful open space there. How do you keep the unwanteds away? That face you're making <laughs> tells me, <laughs> you know, rats. Chicago's got some rats. The rats are less of a problem. They really prefer meat and grease and pizza. (laughs) Okay, maybe squirrels? Squirrels are not much of a problem. I think our biggest problem is probably me eating the cherry tomatoes before they're harvested for sale. And maybe some of the youth uh, munching on things um, before we tell them to take them home. There are feral cats in the neighborhood, too. They help with some of the pest control issues we might have. So do you ever come back on a given morning, Kate, and you're like, oh, no, what happened to our... You know, it happens occasionally. Most of our sites, though, also have some resident birds of prey. So we do have the opportunity to see some really incredible hawks and large birds. So that's also just a really fun thing about urban agriculture is seeing some of the different animals that play a part in that ecosystem. Now, Angie, we've entered a quieter spot of the farm on Ogden. Where are we? We're in our aggregation room, and it's quiet now. It's not usually this quiet. This is an active space. This is where we pull all of our produce from all of our farm sites. We pull it together, we sort it out, and we distribute. Today was the harvest for the aquaponic system, so behind me is uh, cases and cases and cases of lettuce. And this space was designed with Midwest Foods so that we have all of our food safety protocols in place. You'll see all of the stainless, and we have a wash line that all of the lettuce goes down to the wash line, and then it goes over to the tables to our pack line. And then it goes back into the cooler where we store it for usually only a day before we deliver it to where it needs to go. And Rosario Maldonado is here. She has been part of our team for years and has worked in sales. She's worked in aggregation, and she's now running our farmer incubator program and kind of can talk about how all of that works together. Hi, Rosario. So nice to meet you. Thank you. So tell me, what would you say is the best part of your job? 
The best part of my job, I would say, is growing people. Uh, we grow a lot of produce, but we also invest in all of our program participants. So I really enjoyed the progression of seeing everybody come through our program and how they've evolved after they've left our program and what they're up to now. Tell me some of the tasks that you have them do while they're here and, and learning. While the apprentices are with us, they are learning things, something as, as basic as how to do a soil mix to um, be able to grow a seed in it, all the way up to how to harvest for market and pack for market, um, how to set up a farm stand. And then our incubator program, we are coaching people on how to do a small farm business. So it's something like how to generate an invoice, how to learn about consulting for a land use agreement, um, how to develop market relationships with farmers markets versus wholesale. That's incredible. So where does all this produce go, Rosario? So a lot of the produce goes to our VeggieRx program, but we also have a year-round farm stand. We have our headquarters in a location that has limited access to fresh produce, so we kind of want to be more of a healthy corner store. Um, we don't necessarily want to take the place of the corner stores in the area, but we do want to add a more healthier element with healthier choices. So out of the 100,000 pounds of produce that we grow through Windy City Harvest, we funnel a lot of that through our retail space, and we take great pride in being able to accept federal benefits. So WIC Seniors Farmer Market Coupons, Senior uh, Farmers Market Coupons, our Double Link Up Illinois Coupons, and then our X program also has coupons. What do all these coupons mean? It means that you can get more bang for your buck. So people that are in our VeggieRx program are basically almost getting a three for one because the coupons are half off a link purchase, whatever we swipe on their link card then we are able to match that purchase up to $25 on fresh fruits and vegetables. So the VeggieRx coupons do not expire, and then we have a grant with Link Up Illinois where we promote healthier eating through fresh fruit and vegetable purchases. So we are really, really, really passionate about being able to offer produce below market rate, and that's why we have our partnership with Midwest Foods that allows us to subsidize some of that pricing. And that's so important, right? Making this stuff... Because you can have all of this, but it's got to be affordable and available to all. Yes. And then we also have our VeggieRx community that tells you what to do with that produce. So it's not like, hey, here's a bunch of uh, eggplant you've never seen before. It's like, how can you incorporate it into your everyday cooking so you don't have to switch your entire lifestyle around? Just I always tell people, like, whatever you do, just eat more vegetables. <laughs> So Angie, this has been great. Uh, the tour with Andy and Kate and Rosario was really eye-opening. Well, that was Angie Mason, Associate Vice President of Community Engagement and Senior Director at Windy City Harvest. Angie, thank you so much for this tour. Oh, it was fabulous. I had so much fun, and thank you for joining us today. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please, give us a rating. It really helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Thank you.